Greetings in the most supreme spirit of love. A special greetings to those who are of and among the blessed and sacred few of the few. Those who seek to look, listen, learn, and discern now that it is our turn upon our glorious earth. We're coming at you live, nitty gritty five, live and in living color. In the beginning, the most supreme seen and unseen essence of masculine and feminine energy manifested the essence of he and she, the first genesis of our existence within the physical plane of Mother Earth. And as it was in the beginning, so it begins again and again within the life-sustaining cycles of divine order. This supreme truth of divine order is what has been observed preserved and recorded by our sacred ancestral comedic priesthoods through millennia of time so that we will remember the most supreme seen and unseen soulful essence of who we be as man he and she in the beginning was the first genesis quote the earth did mate with the sun her feminine embodiment would breathe within the wind as the rain moistened her fertile soils to be fertilized by the sun's ejaculations, giving birth to the rainforest paradise as the sacred garden, multiplying divinity in every offspringing vibration as the fruits of the tree of life and the roots of the trees were nourished by the minerals and nutrients of the earth, and the green leaves were energized by the sun to produce oxygen, and the food of the divine union of one, recycling the energies of earth, wind, rain, and sun into every offspringing vibration. The fruit would give birth to the seeds, which recycled the essence of the trees again and again, and every living thing would grow and multiply and recycle in this manner within the divine union of one, of masculine and feminine energy. Page 40, from the prophetic 12,594-year Banu cycle, encoding the consciousness of higher peace through the divine union of masculine and feminine energy. Book one by High Priest Quatamani. So beautiful. Let's reason with this. If we are the essence of the most supreme seen and unseen presence of masculine and feminine energy, then it becomes clear that we are children of divine order. So what happened? There was a disconnection. The disconnection from that first Genesis manifestation of who we be as divine children of the sun of a sacred garden culture. And outside of that is the second Genesis mindset, a second Genesis consciousness, a self-asserted individualistic consciousness that says, do as thy will, because one is not of the commitment to interface with divine order. Too many restrictions. Diana, I have been told so often that you're too strict. You have too many principles that one has to deal with. And what the I and I say is this. 
We are not here to dictate or to determine how you will think and reason your living presence. You will either decide that you will be within a soul-to-soul relationship, within the universe of the most high essence of life and supreme love, or you will make a declaration to a deified self. And that is your choice. And it is not the I and I that bring forth that strict order. It is the universe of the most high essence of masculine and feminine energy that has imparted that sense of divine order. There are two different natures of energy and no two different natures of energy can occupy the same space at the same time. Be with that reality and it will become clear to you that there are only two different natures of energy, divine order and toxic disorder. Disorder functions within its own parallel. Divine order functions within its own parallel, the holistic living parallel of unified oneness, whereas disorder is of one monotheistic presentation of self-deification. There are two different natures of energy, divine order or toxic reality, supreme truth or self-deified fallacy, one encoded to empower the soul, the other corroded to take control of your thoughts and reasonings and actions so as to reduce you to the lower and lesser state of who you be. In order for us to break the codes of that second Genesis mindset, the first thing is to recognize that the codes of that second Genesis mindset do exist. And those codes are to wander in the wilderness. The second Genesis mindset is headed for where? The parallel that perpetuates domination, control, and rule through sexual violation, violence, war, and crime. And those parallels of thought and reasoning and actions that manifest out of those attitudes, values, behaviors, and circumstances ultimately leads to doom and gloom, hell and damnation, apocalypse, and not even having enough sense to recognize that one has been divorced, divorced from one's natural and innate survival instincts. And those natural and innate survival instincts, if in place, would automatically cause that being to rethink one's attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs. One would then focus one's whole life energy on the primary source of one's existence, that first Genesis consciousness. And as such, it would then become automatic that one would begin to break the codes of that toxic disorder, the codes of that mindset that says, do as thou will. The most insane notion that one can take upon an earth with billions of people feeling that one should have the right to do as thy will, regardless of the adverse effects against humanity, Mother Earth, or any other living thing thereof. In other words, cursing the sense of order, divine order, perpetuating a nature of anarchy as a way of life, serving oneself.
the other day, one of my sons was talking to I, and we had been through global warming, they say heat waves. We have been going through 100 degrees and somewhere thereabout since February. And this communication that's taking place right now is in June. And what the question was, Papa, is this what we have to be preparing for as a generation when they're talking about the generation X and Z? Is this what is being said? Because why would we have to suffer the consequence of someone imparting toxic emissions in the air and polluting and ripping and raping the lands and etc. What Dan and I could say to my sons and daughters was that humanity is in a serious crisis. In truth, what we're looking at is once one has become disconnected from divine order, it matters not the color of one's skin and it matters not how you get there. Whether you assimilate, integrate, and adopt, whether you're educated into it, whether you're born through a lineage, enslaved, indentured, any way you want to look at it, the only thing that one has a divine, natural, and innate duty obligation to do, once one finds out that one is in a nature of energy opposed to divine order, is to work diligently to begin a process of detox and purging so as to heal into the lessons and the blessings of divine order. Outside of the most supreme physical presence of the circle of life would be a toxic parallel of existence. The toxic parallel is unable to support the forward multiplication of physical life in the harsh and barren condition of the scorching desert heat in the one extreme and the white blight of the deep freeze in the snow and ice of the other extreme. Banu Book One by High Priest Quatamani. I repeat, any way you want to look at it, the only thing that one has a divine, natural, and innate duty obligation to do, once one finds out that one is in a nature of energy opposed to divine order, is to work diligently to begin a process of detox and purging so as to heal into the lessons and the blessings of divine order. The reason why this becomes so difficult to consume is because, as we've said, habits are hard to break. Man, he and she is a creature of habit, and it takes a village, a community, to raise an offspring. And that village or community can only raise an offspring based upon the environment that one has produced. Therefore, one can have a toxic community that produces toxic disorder within the offsprings, or we can focus on the first Genesis consciousness. And what is that first Genesis consciousness? In the beginning, the most supreme seen and unseen essence of masculine and feminine energy said, in thought, in reason, and in action, let us bond together, baby. Let us create 
the joyful essence of who we be. Masculine and feminine energy emerging into the sacred oneness of a love supreme, he and she. Now within that glorious, magnificent manifestation of our expression in divine order, we were given the most sacred fuel, living energy, living energy, raw, living fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts, herbs, spice, coming from the tree of life. You see, we are an expression of the tree of life, souls, soul to soul, within a life experiencing vibration, physically, mentally, spiritually. So the collective wholeness of who we be and how we have come forward is in divine order. And that divine order is the expression of the first genesis of our coming forward, our birth, our manifestation, our creation, as one would say. This is why, as man, he and she, our biological temple has been geared and designed strictly to consume of the fruits of the tree of life, raw, living, live in color, so that one will be able to consume all the nutritional values that Mother Earth put forward to us to nourish our brain, to nourish our body, and to nourish our spirit, the soul. Our consumption of whole life energy, our food supply, our relationships, and our way of life as divine children of the sun, ancestral Naga, he and she, are rooted in this eternal cycle which is reflected throughout the universal order of earth, wind, rain, and sun. Therefore, the sacred garden culture from which we come secures the principles and practices of divine social economic family community order within the abundant fertility and creativity of the divine union of masculine and feminine energy. The simple act of planting a seed and watching it grow provides even the smallest child within divine social economic family community order a basic comprehension of the essence of his or her being. Page 222, the Asarian Sacred Ancestral Temple of Christ, Whole Life Healing Through Plant-Based Consumption by High Priest Quatamani. So, if this is where we at. It should then be clear that if we are going to survive these coming times of earth shifting change under the circumstances that the planet is getting hot and hotter than hot, there are a few things that we must begin to comprehend. We must comprehend number one that if we're going to survive, we had better learn to give thanks, praise, and appreciation to glorify those elements that allow us to interface with the intensification of solar radiation. We're talking about those sacred, color-coded elements of chlorophyll and melanin, the green of chlorophyll, and the black, brown, red, yellow hues of melanin, life essential pigments. 
There is nothing about the toxic parallel or any of its institutions that will provide the children of the sun with the modalities for detoxing and purging and healing. In any case, it will rather multiply toxic disorder, fright, and fear or lawlessness into every offspringing vibration. It is therefore extremely necessary to emerge into ancestral traditional relationships that honor the most supreme seen and unseen ancestral spirit presence of masculine and feminine energy. The objective is to activate the most supreme spirit of love within one's ancestral being as man, he, and she. We must honor, uphold, and maintain the principles of divine union, divine consumption, and the forward multiplication of divinity as the key to our continuous existence within the circle of life. Therefore, a basic principle necessary within our divine spirit conscious resurrection is to link up within a wholesome environment where the value and appreciation for earth, wind, rain, and sun is glorified. We must comprehend that the children of the sun must uphold and maintain an environment of clean and wholesome water, wholesomely nourished soil, and fresh and wholesome air. We must honor earth, wind, rain, and sun within a state and condition where the glory of the sun beams the light energies within our glorious melaninated presence in the same way that the sun beams the life-affirming energies into the green plants and trees that constitute the first food chain of life. Page 361 from Banu Book One by High Priest Kwatamani. It is not that complicated. We got to learn to deal with this thing. We got to be able to take the best of the best of who we be as humanity. We're going to have to get into the soul-to-soul relationship of our existence. And within that, we have got to be able to get beyond the toxic parallel of that disorder mindset and recognize that we need each other. These are realities that we have to be able to recognize. There is no time for the hater-hater vibration. There's been some ugly stuff done. And the melanin-encoded children of the sun has been so hostily abused that it ain't funny by their own offsprings. The reality is we do know that the Gomaldis traveled from deep south during their heat spell of the last melting process and ended up within certain places within the European vibration that we have come to know and that there have been evidence that they had the experience of intimating whether rape or whatever it was with the Neanderthals and that off of that came different kinds of breeds and etc. But there is another reality. The reality is that the color-coded concept that we have come to comprehend is very new in time. And that whatever it is, new or old, if it is 7,000 years ago, if it is 7,000 BCE, 
whatever the circumstances of that appearance, the reality is that we're going to have to learn to deal with it in divine order. We're going to have to learn to work together, live together, and let me tell you something. That's a major challenge because the toxic nature of thought and reasoning in action that has manifested within those who feel privileged because of the color of his or her skin based upon a master deception that says being out of sync and out of focus with divine order is an expression of supremacy. Oh, my goodness. We have got to begin to glow and to grow and to realize out of that mitochondria mother has come many and we all have a divine, natural, and innate duty, obligation, responsibility through that magnificent presence that forwarded we and that the best thing that we can do quick, fast, and in a hurry is find ways and means to break through that toxic parallel of thought and reasoning and action that perpetuates sexual violation, violence, war, and crime as a way of life. What we had better do is shift and change our mental state of consciousness forward into divine order or face the toxic consequence of disorder. Recognizing when we speak of life energy, we're talking about brain, body, and spirit. We're talking about soul, the essence of life. And how can you destroy soul? Well, soul can obviously be crippled. We have a responsibility as a whole collective being, a soul, to care for our essence. We have a duty, obligation, responsibility to safeguard the sacred ancestral soul for essence of who we be as divine children of the sun. That's right, we have a divine, natural, and innate duty, obligation, responsibility to safeguard the sacred garden culture presence of our existence. The other day there was another conversation that came about. This conversation was about something so precious. My offsprings hit I with a Shocking revealing as to what was going on in their consciousness. What one said was, Papa, you have always taught us that there are two different natures of energy. Now we're thinking, maybe there's three different natures of energy because Haru has to have a place. Asar was about holy righteousness and Set was about toxic disorder. But someone had to stand in between to prevent that toxic disorder from overtaking divine order. And so what my sons and daughters said, we're reasoning that maybe there's another nature of energy, another different nature of energy. I immediately pointed out to my offsprings, the reality is that Haru comes as a defending nature of energy of the sacred garden culture presence from which we come. The question was, but he fought set eye to eye and tooth to tooth. The reality is we have a divine, natural, innate duty, obligation, responsibility to safeguard divine socioeconomic family community order. To safeguard divine order is our innate responsibility. 
And if we think that we're supposed to sit and turn the other cheek every time or feel as though those who invade and intrude upon our sacred garden culture presence, our family community order, should be left to discern whether they want to wipe us out or not, the reality is that we have actually perpetuated the ultimate sin, the sin of not giving divine guidance and protection to our sacred ancestral family community order. And in that, not securing the feminine to actually divinely nurture the affectionate nature of who we be. We have then moved into a state of oblivious nothingness. And as such, nothingness from nothingness leaves nothingness. This is something that I want each and every one of you to reason with. Now, this message goes to the parents because the parents of all that they and I have spoke about right here and right now have become so indoctrinated with that disorder consciousness, that second Genesis consciousness, that those parents want everything that's within that particular parallel of thought and reasoning, the gifts that one perceives that comes about within that social order, the status quo, that perpetuates, breeds these, and feeds off of that toxic disorder. The parents want that for their offsprings because they feel that's the gift. That self-defined glory, ignoring the fact that we have a greater mission as a soul-to-soul being. Not even having the sense of recognizing that unless you can find ways and means to perpetuate those offsprings into a safe and secure environment, a social economic environment where he or she can get the discipline, the principles, and the order that will maintain their wholesome health and well-being. You are actually perpetuating that offspring to throw the dice and take a chance within the same vibration of the wilderness that continues to a route of Armageddon. Never actually redirecting those offsprings forward into the first Genesis consciousness, the consciousness of the sacred garden culture from which we come as divine children of the sun, green earth, solar conscious beings manifesting through divine socioeconomic family community order. We got a lot to think about and a lot to reason with. And there's no way in this one presentation that the I and I can address the collective mass of energy that is necessary for us to reconnect with that sacred garden culture presence that did manifest the first Genesis consciousness of man, he and she. That consciousness that emerged out of the most supreme seen and unseen essence of masculine and feminine energy. And we can say that we rest our case right here and right now for this moment. But we will pick it back up again with a greater sense of expression. Because there's no ands, ifs, and buts about it. The route to Armageddon is the mindset of disorder, the mindset 
that was manifested by those offsprings who were somehow led out of the sacred garden culture from which we come. And unless we return to the sacred garden culture from which we come as divine children of the sun, glorifying the essence of our first genesis state of being, the only other alternative route for you as a soul is a self-asserted nature leading you into Armageddon. Think about that.